morning. Welcome back to uh, Room 5B in Blossom Valley Bible Church. I'm glad you're uh, you're here. Um, I wish you were here in person. I'm I'm sure you do too. At least you wish you were in the church in person. Uh, we're missing each other. We're missing that fellowship. I pray that you're doing well. Uh, I pray that you're doing well in the faith. It's a challenge right now. We depend on fellowship. We depend on uh, so much regarding the church. Now at a time where we still have the church, we are the church, and yet we can't meet. This is strange. This is a struggle. I pray that you're that you're doing good, whether it's the disciplines, I don't even like that word, the activities of, of prayer and of Bible reading, or even discussions you have with people, things like that, uh, things on your own. I pray that you're doing well there. It's a, it's a challenge. Um, because I'm doing video recordings, it's, that motivates me. I'm, I'm going to teach a lesson, I have to prepare a lesson, and so I'm in the Word, and, uh, and, and that's, that's what I do. But I know that's hard. It's real hard. Um, I pray you're not going long times without focusing on God. Uh, this is a difficult time. A lot of stress. Uh, the news is frustrating and, and so forth. Right now it's the middle of July. We don't know how long this will go on for. It, it's not near the end yet. And uh, we need to be faithful, need to be strong. I pray that you are. And uh, let's all be praying for each other. This is uh, the second part, two-part, God is holy. So within our uh, larger subject of knowing God, God is holy, this is uh, part two. Last time we discussed uh, the fact that God's holiness is one of the most important things that we can say about him. Uh, we talked about scriptures uh, from the Old Testament and New Testament, both uh, saying, holy, holy, holy. Remember Isaiah's vision uh, of heaven, and then later on in the New Testament, the Apostle John with his vision, holy, holy, holy is what they uh, expressed there, uh, seeing God, seeing heaven, and uh, it was so incredible. And we just talked about uh, that word being so important. We mentioned the scripture, and I'll refer to it in a little while, in Exodus 15 about God's majestic holiness. That's going to be a key uh, phrase in today's lesson. Um, recall that um, all of God's attributes are amazing, of course. They're all incomprehensible. I used that word in earlier lessons quite a bit. Um, everything about God is incomprehensible, but holiness is more, in, more incomprehensible. I don't think that's very good English. Um, but it's it's really something else in, in terms of trying to grasp it, and yet it's so important. Hopefully it can become a little clearer uh, as we proceed. I, I, R.C. Sproul is one of my favorite uh, theologians. He passed away last year. Uh, he's the one who wrote uh, in one of his books, uh, Every Christian is a Theologian. Uh, the issue is whether we're going to be good theologians or bad ones. I keep thinking I should greet you all when I start this by saying, uh, welcome the fellow theologians. But I keep forgetting that, so I threw it in the middle. R.C. Sproul, who said that, uh, wrote a book. This is in a separate book. Uh, the title of the book is The Holiness of God. 
chapter 3 begins. We've already read chapter 1, chapter 2. Now it's chapter 3, and listen to what he says. Here we are, already in the third chapter of this book, and I have still not defined what it means to be holy. I wish I could postpone the task even further. R.C. Sproul was a real theologian. He was something else. So <laughs> he's not just because he's an ignorant person. He's gone quite the contrary, one of the sharpest I could think of. And yet, and I wish I could postpone writing this. He continues, the difficulties involved in defining holiness are vast. There is so much to holiness, and it is so foreign to us that the task seems almost impossible. In a very real sense, the word holy is a foreign word, but a foreign language dictionary won't help us. The word holy is foreign to all languages, end quote. That's an interesting phrase. Uh, I, I took Spanish and not, didn't do very well, and I tried to speak some German when I was in Germany in the army, didn't do very well. But one thing I, I know about translation, and I've seen it from the scriptures also, the Hebrew and Greek scripture, scriptures, and I don't know those, but know something, a little bit about them. Um, so often there's a word, and you say, what is it translated to? And it's not an equal translation. It's sort of halfway between this and that and hard to do. And translation is like that. Words don't just match up from one language to another. What R.C. Sproul has said, interesting, is says every single language, you'd have the word holy, no matter what your language is, and it's hard to grasp. Still important, vitally important, but hard to grasp. Uh, A.W. Tozer and the Knowledge of the Holy. Again, I refer to him a lot. If you're going to read one book on the subject, uh, this to me, this I think this is a good starting book, uh, Tozer. Let me read a couple of short paragraphs of his. Neither the writer nor the reader of these words is qualified to appreciate the holiness of God. We cannot grasp the true meaning of the divine holiness by thinking of someone or something very pure and then raising the concept to the highest degree we are capable of. God's holiness is not simply the best we know, infinitely better. We know nothing like the divine holiness. It stands apart, unique, unapproachable, incomprehensible, and unattainable. The natural man is blind to it. He may fear God's power and admire his wisdom, but his holiness he cannot imagine. Holy is the way God is. To be holy, he does not conform to a standard. He is that standard. He is absolutely holy with an infinite, incomprehensible fullness of purity that is incapable of being other than it is." End quote. So we've said before this word incomprehensible and even more so with holiness. Uh, and yet I want to remind you that God has revealed things and he's also knowable. And we have those two things in uh, seeming opposition to each other, but it's comforting that he has revealed certain things so we can move forward. And yet knowing that uh, as I said last time, the end of this journey is not uh, in sight. In defining the word holy, uh, a good, a close word is the word sacred. That's probably the best word uh, uh, to help us. Uh, of course, it in itself is a, a difficult word, but holy or sacred means to be separated or set apart. That's the primary meaning. 
You may have heard that. You probably have. You may have read it, heard it in messages. The thing is, it doesn't help a lot to be separated or set apart. Uh, we talk about um, the good silver. Okay, the, not the regular daily silver. People don't do this now, and I don't do this, but they used to have the good silver. This was the great stuff, and this good silver might come out once here at Thanksgiving or something. It was set apart. It was special. You kept it clean and pure and shiny and all this stuff and did not treat it as ordinary. That's your word holy. You can begin to see the idea of God being separate. Um, and yet I think there's so much more you still say. It's a challenging subject. One of the difficulties in understanding God's holiness is that the word holy is used in more way in more than one way in Scripture. I repeat that. One of the difficulties of understanding God's holiness is that the word holy is used in more than one way in Scripture. On the handout I mentioned last time, I have a handout with lots of Scriptures. And if you look at those, and if you read those Scriptures individually, you go, yeah, that's cool. I like that good Scripture, holiness, good. But then you read others, and there's a little bit of confusion because it's talking about different things, and you don't get these different aspects. You can't just start categorizing. But but the reason is it's used in more than one way, and we're going to try to clarify that if possible. Um, if you remember last time, one of the, the key verse I read, uh, Exodus 15, 11, that was during that song of Moses. Who is like you among the gods, O Lord? Who is like you, majestic in holiness, awesome in praises, working wonders? Majestic in holiness, or uh, God's glorious in holiness, ways to express that. This is one way that we use the word holy, is God's majestic holiness. There's another way that be used as well. Um, the passages we discussed last time had to do with this aspect, his majestic holiness. Uh, he's awesome. Um, and it's, uh, this awesome aspect of God. Holy, holy, holy. Set it from Isaiah, from Revelation. That's God's majestic holiness. The uh, ESV Study Bible, ESV is the English Standard Version, which is a relatively new translation, not too, but it's, it's gaining in popularity. I, I sure like it. And, of course, the, probably the best translation is the one you're reading, but the ESV is, is quite good. Uh, and there's an ESV Study Bible, which is probably one of the best study Bibles. But it gives this summary statement regarding God's holiness, and it's a very good statement. God is absolutely and uniquely excellent above all creation, this is majesty, and without sin, purity. Absolutely, uniquely excellent above all creation and without sin. You can see that, oh, a simple sense, but it's saying two different things. One is this idea of majesty. He's above all creation. All creation isn't just what you can see. Okay, that alone is, is tremendous. Uh, I used to work using an electron micro, microscope at work. I saw things that are really small. You know, God is still Lord of all that. And of course, the farthest uh, galaxies and, and stars and so forth. But we're talking, say, majesty of all creation. It's also the invisible, the invisible realm. We get glimpses. Isaiah got a glimpse, and John uh, the Apostle got a glimpse, and they couldn't even find words to describe it. And that was just a glimpse. 
So there's so much when they say he is above all that. That is his majesty. Uh, the second thing is God's purity. Um, that isn't as hard. It's still hard to grasp, but it's not as hard to understand, I think, as his majesty. Um, God's purity, or you can use the term his moral holiness, um, the, the terms without sin and purity, I, I said they're not as difficult to understand. They are difficult, but the thing is they're really, if you think about it, impossible to imagine. And what I'm talking about is think of the ways we might describe God's purity. Uh, totally pure. Absolute goodness. Absolute goodness. And again, like what Tozer said, not the best you can imagine, infinitely better. It's better than that. Free from every stain. Complete. Absolutely pure. Without sin. Wholly perfect. Perfect. The only thing that, that, that doesn't fit us, all, any of that, it doesn't fit our world. I just thought of, thought of something, not in the notes, and uh, hopefully I can say this and not run off too far. When I read Totally Pure for this idea, uh, my first job uh, working in chemistry, I was finishing school, I was in the laboratory, I had a clean glassware in the, what was then called the radioisotope laboratory of a hospital. Later it became the nuclear medicine laboratory, but it was the same idea with radioactivity. In chemistry, uh, you're often cleaning the glass where you do some kind of experiment, you do something, you use test tubes, for instance, and you clean them afterwards for the next time. I was working with radioactivity. It wasn't real strong stuff, and you know, I mean, it didn't, it was safe. Really, it was, okay, it was relatively safe. But we used to use a series of test tubes, small amount of activity in there, and then afterwards have to clean them. There was no wet chemicals, so it wasn't something sticky or dirty or yucky. You couldn't even see when you emptied the test tubes. But then you would measure them, and you say, gee, there's still activity in there. I had done an experiment, had radioactivity. Uh, now uh, I empty the contents, and there still is. So you'd wash them really, really well. Then you'd measure, and there'd still be some activity. And then you'd wash them in ways that are just, if you got your hand in the solution, you're talking a strong acid solution, real challenging washing, incredible washing. And sometimes you would still find activity, do it again. That was the cleanest thing I've ever dealt with. And there's, you know, nowadays in science and even sending a spaceship where, you're, you know, you don't want any contamination, uh, things are even cleaner, I think, than we did. That was off script here, but God is his moral holiness, a total purity, completely pure, absolutely. There is a reason why this distinction is so important. Why am I talking about his majestic holiness and his moral holiness? They're not just words to play with or words theologians use, but they're very important, and hopefully I can explain that well. If you recall from our lesson in God's attributes, when we talked about God's attributes, uh, we said there was different ways of classifying God's attributes, and we discussed uh, you know, the most common way of classifying. There's other ways. And that way is that his attributes can be defined as incommunicable or communicable. Uh, recall the communicable attributes, they're shared by people. 
uh, God's attribute that God is good and love and he's faithful God and he's merciful and he's wise and you can go on. Those attributes can be shared by people in a limited sense. Okay, we are not as wise as God or as merciful or anything else, but we can to a limited extent be good and loving and faithful and merciful and wise. Communicable attributes where uh, in the infinite sense they're God's attributes, but they're communicable to us in this limited sense. Incommunicable attributes cannot be communicated to people. We are not like God. Only God is, fill in the blank. Only God is omniscient. Only God can know everything. Only God is eternal. Only God is self-existent. Only God is infinite. Only God is immutable. Only God is omnipresent. And you can see why that category, how it's separate, that only God is that. We cannot be that. Holiness is used in each of these ways. That's why I've made the distinction of majestic holiness and moral holiness. God's majestic holiness, which I've tried to describe, is really the primary aspect of his holiness, his majestic holiness. Isaiah is saying, holy, holy, holy. I'm a man of unclean lips. I've seen the Lord, what he sees. This is so majestic, so incredible. Um, that's the main part of God's holiness. God's moral holiness, the secondary aspect of God's holiness, this is the purity, the sinlessness, and so forth. This is communicable. Again, he is infinite, infinitely pure and clean, but infinite moral excellence. But we can, in part, share these. Okay, And this helps us to understand. Otherwise, why would the scripture say, let me grab my note here. Um, yeah. Old Testament Leviticus. You shall be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. That's one of these verses that's familiar, but you're thinking about it. Wait a minute. He's holy? Okay. You know, I'm supposed to be holy? Wait a minute. But if you see it in this sense, of in the moral sense, Okay, of God's perfect purity, we are to be pure as well. We are to be holy, holy as humans can be, which is way incredibly far less than God can be, obviously. God's holiness is a huge subject. Um, I, I don't know if I how helpful this, this lesson is in preparing it. It's been a challenge to prepare it. To me, it's been helpful, and yet I in teaching it's always hard. And especially this isn't normal teaching because we don't have feedback and so forth from uh, from you all. Um, but it's such a big subject and it's such a vital subject. I, I I really pray we've said enough to whet your appetite to to. Uh, Use the handouts, read the materials, and, and may this help you in your journey. Because we're all in the, hopefully you're all in this journey as believers to knowing God better. This is a hard one, but don't avoid it because it's hard. Because the journey is good. And we're not, if it was only to attain the result, to get a graduation certificate, then forget it. We're not going to get there. But the journey is good. And as the expression says, it beats what's on television or, or anything else. 
there's things we didn't discuss. I'm, I'm aware. I mean, this subject is so huge. Uh, just, I won't talk a long time about these separate things. But the fact that Jesus was holy, the angel told Mary, the holy child that's going to be born. He was set apart, special, from birth, from before birth. Jesus is holy. And it's part of, of course, the, the, the deity of Christ. One of the ways we know, uh, there's so many ways that Jesus is, in fact, divine, is sharing the attributes of God, sharing the fact that he is holy. Of course, the, uh, the Holy Spirit doesn't mean that Jesus is not holy, the Father is not holy, they are, but the Holy Spirit is referred to that. And also the Holy Spirit is referred to as the Spirit of God or sometimes just the Spirit. It doesn't always, it's not a formal name to call him the Holy Spirit, but you know what I'm saying. The New Testament word saints, we are the saints. The believers are the saints. Uh, if you have a Catholic background like I had as a young person, that's a hard word to get over because the saints were these special people, and of course they were dead in statues. I think most of us have gotten way beyond that. That word saints really means uh, holy ones. It comes from the same, uh, same root word as that, holy ones. That's something. I address you all as holy ones, and if you're honest, you go, me? Well, yeah, the scripture addresses that way, not because we're naturally holy, but because what God is doing in our life. Another thing I hadn't mentioned, and I'm going to mention, I will right now, but I didn't, I didn't prepare. When I say haven't mentioned, I didn't prepare something lengthy. But what about our response to God's holiness? I, I don't know if it's a, a good thing or a bad thing, but I, when I teach, I can't help sometime getting focusing on the information the knowledge and yet it can't end there there has to be the relationship with God part uh, the response to God the personal aspect if it's just knowledge and I don't intend it to be but if it comes out as knowledge only you just know things about God you haven't gotten very far but what should our response be I mean I got simple answer I don't have like a whole complex answer but the simple answer of what should my response be and what should your response be to God's holiness, number one is just awe and worship. Awe of who he is. If you aren't thinking like that, get in the, get in the word. You know, Read it, again, not just for information in your head, but to see the awesomeness of God. I've given highlights, key passages, but there's so much more. It's throughout scripture of who God is. Uh, for us to have that sense of awe and worship. I used that word earlier, uh, awe, uh, when I was a, uh, a child, the first time going into the church, and it was a Catholic church. It wasn't like our churches now where we're, fo we're focusing on the fellowship. Hey, Charlie, how you doing? Good to see you and so forth. That's what church used to be like when we had church. But many churches, not just Catholic, but others, it's a little different. The structure, the building, the and it's not about statues and stained glass, but there's that sense of awe. And that's not the full answer to who is God and the awe of God, but it's it's also a real thing. It's a true thing about God. And that should cause us to worship him. The other uh, response is to be holy. I started referring to that. Um, I mentioned Leviticus. Um, this is repeated several times in Scripture. Old Testament Leviticus, but then in 1 Peter in the New Testament, um, he writes, As he who called you is holy, you also 
shall be holy. In all your conduct, since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. Quoting from Leviticus. It says it more than once in Leviticus and then quoted in 1 Peter chapter 1. Uh, if we were in person, uh, I, you know, I would, have, I would have asked you all a question. I said, where is it written? You shall be holy, for I am holy. Is that Old Testament or New Testament? I do this to class, and they think, and they think, and they kind of half-guess, old, new, and of course the answer is both. I'm tricky that way, or I can be. Another key passage, one you know very well, Romans 12, 1 and 2. Present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual or proper worship. That's, that's some response. You can, and that gives you an idea of the importance of that subject in understanding God, but how important about who we should be. And of course, this is not something we would work on on our flesh, but God working through us, God's spirit in us. It's big stuff. It's heavy stuff. Important thing. Let me leave with uh, the definition. I read this defini earlier, definition earlier from the ESV Study Bible, uh, but I'm going to say this again because I've given you a lot of material and it's complicated, uh, but this kind of is a good two-sentence summary uh, of God's holiness from the ESV Study Bible. There are two aspects to God's holiness. God is absolutely and uniquely excellent above all creation. That's the majesty part. And he is without sin, the purity part, the morality part. So he's both of those. And he's tremendous. Lord, we, we praise you and we say, Father, hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. We look forward to the day that we can say that and see you in heaven. But we also say it right now. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your word that reveals not everything we would like to know, but it still reveals even more than what we can handle. But thank you for that. Help us to always grow in knowledge, but beyond knowledge, grow in uh, our response to you and our, our relationship with you. We thank you that you're a, uh, not just a majestic, incredible, awesome God, but a personal God who cares for us and loves us. We just thank you and praise you, God. Amen. Amen.